This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. Dr. Marcel Tam has worked in Warm Springs for several years at the Health and Wellness Center and currently at the Behavioral Health Center. His work in family medicine drew his attention to the way that trauma lives in the body and the effects it has on folks' health and well-being. And I'm a family doctor by training. I grew up in Seattle, in a suburb of Seattle. My parents are both immigrants. My father's Chinese, my mother's German. I grew up feeling out of place everywhere I went, even if that was to China or to Germany, I felt out of place. And then went to medical school in Boston, trained there, and then came back to Portland, to the West Coast, for the family medicine residency at OHSU. While I was at OHSU, I was really interested in uh, what was going on with the the Standing Rock uh, Water Protectors Camp. And so I convinced the residency to let me go out there and volunteer as a medic. And that really opened my eyes to what was going on in Indian country, especially. Uh, So when I came back from there, I I wanted to, honestly, I felt at home. (laughs) That's the most at home I felt in my life. And so it, it's like I found my found a, a place, a place where I could just relate more to people and people could relate to me. So then I, I said, well, where's the, the nearest reservation to Portland? And so that's where I, when I got linked up here with Rachel Locker, spent a couple of weeks out here during residency doing like a rotation, you know, a class out here, and then got the job with the IHS. I was initially working through the IHS through uh, the federal government as a kind of fill-in doctor. I did that for a year and just loved it here specifically so much that uh, I worked with the tribe uh, and the tribe hired me directly then after that. So for three years, I worked uh, in the clinic as just a family doctor there, seeing patients. And then, you know, I started noticing that a lot of folks you know, as people probably know, there, there's so much trauma. So many people are dealing with so much emotional weight. And what I was noticing in the clinic was that the connection between that emotional weight and their sensations in their body wasn't quite being made. You know, people would come in, oh, I've got this migraine, I've got my back's hurting or my ankle hurts or whatever. And then we get to talking and, you know, come to find out they've got a lot of emotions, a lot of stress going on in their life. Uh, and I was starting to make those connections for people, and it was starting to make sense for people more. Oh, I see how my emotional stress relates to my physical feelings. And so I got really interested in that and wanted to work more specifically with people around that. So the tribe uh, found me a spot at the Behavioral Health Center where everyone are, people there are focused on how can they heal and how can they feel better in their mind and in their bodies. So I'm the part that's connected to their bodies. So everybody that I'm seeing is already seeing a counselor, so they're doing talk therapy. And then I, they can get a referral to see me then. I live in Portland, come Thursdays and Fridays, generally. And I see clients, patients, people uh, for about an hour at a time. And we talk about what's going on in their life and what's going on with their health too, you know, physically. Uh, And then we also go into more detail about physically noticing uh, sensations in their body. For example, let's say someone's got some stress in their relationship with their significant other. Noticing how do they feel when that stress gets ramped up 
and oh yeah, I noticed that my shoulders tense up. Okay, well let's see if we can work on that. So it's kind of kind of like a coach or a teacher in that way. And so I'll see people, you know, every other week uh, for about an hour. And my goal really is that I can kind of teach people ways of um, shifting the way that they process an emotion, so that it doesn't linger in their body, and hopefully does some some deeper healing too. There are many different definitions of trauma when you talk to people. The one that I use specifically is I think about trauma as when someone's system, someone's body systems, have been overwhelmed by some kind of an experience, usually some intense experience that is life-threatening, and then it lingers in their system. So it's an energy that's been put into the, their body system that doesn't get processed. And, you know, we're learning more about that. And uh, over the years, we've given things names like PTSD, for example, so post-traumatic stress syndrome. Again, that's where stress lingers in the body. And so I, th- I think we're still learning a lot about how does this show up. And so the way I think about it is just that the, the body is a system. And when it gets overloaded, it, sometimes it doesn't know what to do with that. And sometimes it'll just store something for later. And when we're kids, especially, that system is really sensitive and can't hold a lot. You know, if you look at babies or, you know, young children, they really are very, very sensitive to the emotions and the dynamics going on around them. And so it can be really easy for a young person to experience trauma, meaning their body, their system gets overwhelmed. I want to be really clear that it's, I'm not looking at it as something good or something bad. There's no judgment about that. You know, it's just a fact that there's, when it's, that system gets overloaded, then you do something with it. And the beauty of that is, is storing that trauma for later basically allowed you to survive. If your system would get overwhelmed, you might not be alive. You might really might, your heart might have stopped, all that kind of stuff. So the process of storing something for later when you're older and you can maybe process it by cleaning vigorously or however, you know, crying those tears or letting it out in that that safe and productive way, that's actually a survival mechanism. And so thank you to that part of us that knew how to store a trauma for later when we could actually do something with it. That's actually a really beautiful thing in my eyes that allowed us to survive. The very first thing that I talk to people about is that definition of trauma. So we have that basic understanding. And then the second thing is looking at an awareness of our own bodies, what's actually going on, and an awareness of our life experience too. What are the relationships, the patterns that repeat themselves in our lives? You know, why do I keep getting in this abusive type of relationship, even if it's not with the same person? It's the same pattern. It happens over and over and over again. And so just having that awareness and stepping back from our lives and looking at, oh man, I'm seeing these patterns, you know, and that's ideally when I can really help folks say, yeah, look at this pattern and let's see maybe where it came from. And, And you don't necessarily need to always analyze it and talk about it. That can be helpful. And that's what the traditional talk therapy counseling services do. You know, you can analyze something and try to change a behavior. But what I do is it can be a little bit more direct in the body. And so, for example, we might do, if, if someone were to see me and we just discover some areas of the body that are really sensitive. So some folks have a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, so when people have very sensitive bodies. 
And, you know, from my perspective, there's no evidence to back this up yet. But from my perspective, that's just a lot of that trauma energy that's stored up. And so, you know, ways that when someone sees me, we can try to help release that directly and we don't necessarily need to talk about it. So those are some of the first steps I'll do with someone is understanding that definition of trauma, identifying some patterns in our lives, both inside our body and in our relationships, and then see what we can do about it in a more direct way with the body. You know, so often some of the messaging is, oh, you need to figure it out on your own and do it all by yourself and go do yoga and breathe somewhere in a forest, which, yeah, that can be some benefit to that. I also believe it's so awesome and amazing that we have other human beings around us that can help us out. So yeah, physical therapy is wonderful. They do some things, they can do some trigger release type of therapies. Uh, those are really amazing. Acupuncture, we have acupuncture available here. That's incredible, you know? Uh, so acupuncture is a great way of helping to release some of those traumas. And then even with other folks in the community, I started up a, a trauma, it's like a, I call it an embodiment practice group. And so we have a group of folks that uh, meet on Fridays and we talk about these things, but we also practice exercises together and help each other out. And so the, those are some things that, you know, we can lean on other people that are safe and have some extra skills and extra capacity to help us out. I guess if someone is wondering, oh, I, I wonder if I have some trauma stuck in my body, there are two things that you could pay attention to in the course of your life. So let's say you're, you're in a particular situation that you feel is stressful. One thing you notice is your breath. You can see, are you breathing deep and slow and full, or are you breathing shallow and rapid? And if you're breathing in that shallow and rapid place, that's basically your, your body is in a survival type of mode. And that's a sign that there's probably some traumatic energy that's left in your system, assuming that you're not in that state because your life is actively in danger. If your life is not actively in danger and you're breathing rapid and, and shallow, then there's probably some memory and some lingering energy from when your life was in danger in a similar situation. So that's one sign that you can use to say, okay, maybe there's something there um, that I can work with. A second thing that I like to teach folks is to do a body scan. And so it's kind of going from head to toe and noticing where do I hold tension in my body? And those things are, they shift around in the dynamic and not all bodies are the same. So it's interesting to notice, well, do I hold tension in my jaw? Do I hold tension in my neck? Is it the front of my neck, the back of my neck, my shoulders, my forearms, my belly? Uh, all these kind of places. So I just uh, encourage people to do like a scan. I call it a body scan, head to toe, and just noticing. And there's no judgment about it and no trying to, you know, make it better. It's just the first step is just noticing. So if you notice, again, if you're in a situation that feels stressful to you, where do you hold that tension? I use a lot of these methods to help my own life out, you know. I'm not immune to trauma. I've lived through things that um, I'm still working through. And so I know that they help folks. And what I've found, I've, I've even been surprised by how much it's helpful for folks. Even over the course of, let's say, meeting, I think three or four times, there's someone who, who their life dramatically shifted. 
and they've been through a lot in their life. You know, lost some very close family members recently in close, really close together, multiple family members. And after meeting, you know, twice with me and then twice with the group, they came back and it was like a different person. It was someone who, it's not like anything changed in their life, but they came in looking like they had a brighter smile, looking like they walked lighter. And that's how she felt. And her family also, she told me, was commenting, hey, you know, you're looking different. There's something different about you. You look good. And and we like that. Keep it up. And so I'm just sharing that. It's, it's, yes, there have been some really cool and really dramatic improvements in a short time. That's not to say that there's, you know, magic happening, but it is just nice to notice that things can change for people. And I really like to offer that hope. How does someone know if it they're feeling depressed enough to ask for help. And I think that my answer would be if you're wondering if you're depressed enough to ask for help, then you should probably ask for help. That's like the number one sign is if you're asking yourself the question of am I depressed enough, then the answer is yes, because it's reached that level of awareness for you. In a different category, if someone is not aware that they're that depressed and other people around them are maybe noticing it, that's a diff- that's a different challenge for how do you convince someone else to uh, to reach out for help? And I think that's just repeating it to them over and over. And hopefully, you know, after some time, it, it sinks in. But if you are wondering if you are depressed enough to ask for help, then my answer would be yes, you should seek help. I think like trauma, I think we're still learning a lot about depression. And I think the two are not different things. I don't think that trauma is different from depression. I think that depression is just a certain way that trauma can show up. And very often, people will feel it in their gut, actually. And what we are learning more and more is how important our gut, our, you know, our intestines, our our abdomen is for our mental health. That is the place after the brain that has the most you know, brain hormones is in our gut. And so I'll use that a lot. You notice how do you feel in your belly? How do you, do you feel an emptiness there? That's very often the feeling of depression. That's one way that, that trauma, you know, stored up unprocessed emotional energy can come out as depression. The main thing that I wanted to share with folks was just the awareness of what is trauma, and how can you start to notice how that lives in your body and then that there is help available. You're not alone. I imagine most most of us have trauma in our body and there is help available. There are folks who know what to do with that. The Behavioral Health Center is one place that is available for support. Dr. Marcel Tam sees patients on a referral basis at the Behavioral Health Center. He's in Warm Springs a few times a week. Thank you for listening to the Warm Springs program. I'm Liz Smith for 91.9 FM, KWSO.